Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Welcome to the Flats and Shanks podcast. I am Tom Shanklin. He is David Luke Flatman. The first don't know if people knew that your middle name was Luke. I did Lance a lot. I said Lance a lot every now and again, and I I straight faced it for a few years, and a few people went with that. Someone asked me um, what my middle name was because I've got two middle names, and it often just says Thomas George L. Shanklin. Yeah. I just say length because <laughs> why wouldn't you? <laughs> Lube Meister. <laughs> Lubatron. Um, um, laxative. No, laxative Shanklin. Laxative. Uh, lob. No, <laughs> stop. let's just stop. This is, we're not that pod. No. no. We're not that pod. How's your bush? Just joking. We're not like that. <laughs> You're George W. You're Kate. I have got... Do you know what? I thought the first thing I'm going to ask Tommy on this pod mm. is about what I'm about to say now is I've got a lovely coffee in my hand, a lovely coffee, and I'll tell you how I made it in a minute, how I do coffee. Tell me how you do coffee at home. A bit lazy sometimes, mate, to be honest. That surprises me. I'm in a rush. Like, if I'm going to the gym in the morning, I'll have a double espresso out of the Nespresso machine. It's quick, it's easy, it's simple. No fucking around, no mess, basically, right? For nice coffee, and I'm not quite sure of what the machine is called. Is it cafetiere? Where stainless steel, water in the bottom, and then a sort of cup with a little funnel goes on top of the water with your coffee in, and then you screw on the lid, and the coffee, the water rises up through the coffee and comes into the top part of the contraption. What is that called? Hang on, you're talking about a mocha pot, aren't you? A Bialetti mocha pot. That's what I'm talking about, fine. And you put it on the hob? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've got a large one of them, so I do that. And it's enough to make six espressos or two strong coffees. Yep. Out of my Mr. Strong mug, which my kids got me. Yep. Which smashed, so I bought myself another one because I liked it. <laughs> it made you feel big and strong. And I'll have that with one of the. I've got a little milk frother as well, like a of you have. an electric one you plug in. Yeah, of course you have. And I will make my milk out of that. That, David, is how I make my coffee. Okay. Okay. Um, Tell me how you do it. I've got a mocha pot. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it slightly differently in that you grind the beans. Yeah. In my little coffee cupboard, I've got um, just a little set of. 
you know, the little salter kitchen scales for baking. Mm. And I've got a cup that sits on that permanent like. Mm. And I just scoop in 18 grams from my little sealed uh, coffee pot mm. of beans. And I stick the beans in a grinder and grind them on the mocha setting. And that is it. And I do quite a strong... It makes two... Yeah. Basically, it makes one decent sized cup of coffee. I don't like big cups of coffee. So this is the biggest cup of coffee I ever have. So if anyone gets me a big mug, it don't get used, fella. I can imagine like when all the kids are around, you've got friends around, you, you want to show off a little bit, you grind the beans in your elbow joint, <laughs> pop them in there, squeeze them out. Look at this, guys. <laughs> I get the pestle and mortar out, um, but I use my fist. Your teeth. Yeah, I just look at it. I just look at them and they start grinding. Well, there's um, none left. So that's good. So that's a good, fresh, strong coffee. But mm. I probably have one of those two at a push in a day, two a day with a baby. And I also do the pods as well. So if I'm going to the gym early, I'll pod it. Now and again, I'll pop to the machine in the afternoon, have a quick pod. But I don't use Nespresso pods anymore. I had a coffee this morning after the gym. There's a Starbucks close by. And yeah. oh no, I have a Duke. It's called a Duke after, after the infamous... Uh, Craig Davis. What is it? It is a grande latte with an extra shot. Uh, yeah. I just can't do it. I can't. Starbucks, honestly, I can't drink their coffee. I, I actually go, is if I'm desperate reasons? on the motorway, yeah. mm. if I'm on the motorway and I'm desperate for a coffee, I will drive past Starbucks. I can't, it's just rank to me. I don't I'm not, I'm, I'm not a coffee snob, really. I don't really wow. know the difference. But doing it, a good it job at it. Tastes crap. I what, ate it. What's your fa- do you have a, f- a chain of coffees that you would drink? Like? I'll do Costa Express at the petrol station. Okay. Cappuccino, no probs. See, I'm not a snob. Yeah, the, the pods I use, by the way, are Crew, C-R-U. Okay. Crew Cafe. They are the best pods. They are the same as Nespresso in terms of size. They work in the Nespresso machines. They're so much better than Nespresso coffee. Do you know what my favourite coat is? Sandbanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on. My b- Yes, enter. Enter. My, some uh, knock to my door. Get out! It's gonna be Bubs giving me food. Sandbanks. He's a feeder. How do you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. How do you know? Trying to make himself feel better. How um? How do you know a sand if a coat is made by Sandbanks? It'll it, tell you. <laughs> it's written all over it. Um, a couple of people have said to me, "You should get a Sandbanks coat." Someone copied me into a Sandbanks post and said, "Flats, you should get one of these." Why? Why you don't? You get gi- you get given them, don't you? Anyway, uh, the thing is though, because because of your size and because the way they're they're made, it will just look like a subs coat on you. Yeah, <laughs> right <laughs> right down to your feet. Now, mate, all the weights come off now. Has it? One thirty one point six now. Oh. Hey, someone said someone said to me the other day, you don't look one hundred twenty three kilos, mate. You wear it well. I said, mate, I am one hundred thirty two. And he went, yeah, I know. Trying to make you feel good, fella. And warped <laughs> off at Newcastle, that was. Like, legend, mate. Legend. Very good chat. Very good from you, boy. That's very good. Yeah. Well done. Hey, not as good as my little handshake with Dwayne Peel, though. That is, honestly, I showed Freya last night. It's like, oh, my God, he did that on TV. I was like, oh, God, he's done worse than that. It, that is the, they're the little things, those. I love stuff like that. Mm, mean the most, don't they? Yep. Do you know? It's, e- it's easy to work up a big gag and deliver it and boom, boom. But that off is the cuff, much I didn't know I was going to do it, but it's had 1.4 million impressions. Has it really? Yeah. <laughs> I left an impression on him. I've, I've had so many people, just randoms, just saying, that is why I'm on Twitter. Yep. Didn't even think anything of it. It's great. It's just trying to like make him feel a little bit. It's great that. Uncomfortable and. He's laughing when he leaves. He would, he would yeah. be, though. He's just won a yeah. game. Oh, he's laughing. Um, that was very good, Tommy. Mm. I enjoyed that. Mm. I enjoyed that very much. Well done, boy. Mm. Very well done to you. I was happy with myself. Thank you. <laughs> so I went to the gym this morning, boy. Um, slightly delayed start. I was going to train with a mate, but couldn't because of babies. But got went to the gym on my own, down to Fatness First in Bath, which, I'll be honest, don't love, but it does a job. Um, and... Went down there and international chest day, obviously, but it rem- I was super sore, like elbow. My elbows are really good these days. Shoulders, everything was sore. And it's because I haven't trained since last Thursday because last Thursday I went all Billy Big Balls 
and uh, I was going out for the day, so I text my mate and said, can I come in a bit earlier and do weights with you? And he goes, oh, yeah, come in at this point. So I go in, and he goes, oh, we're not doing weights. We're doing a boot camp. That's right. He said, come and do boot camp at 6.15, then we'll do weights after that. I was like, yeah, sure. I'm great. Right. professional athlete. I'll do two ses- sessions at once, sure. Did the boot camp, hanging. So first of all, it starts off, right, uh, 20 burpees, 20 leg raises, 15, 10, 5, just, to, just for starters, and then you start the circuits. I'm like, mate. My elbows and shoulders have had nothing for a month. I've had Christmas off. And I'm 130 kegs. Burpees hurt my joints. Anyway, did it. Tough bastard. And then did the weights. And then went home. Going out for the day. Can't leave the dog without a walk. Had to just literally in the door, straight out. 40 minute walk in the rain. By the time I got out of the shower to actually take the kids out for the day at about nine, I was a broken man. Um, And I've been broken all weekend, walking around like I got a rod up my ass. Um, and my point to you is this, Tom, I overdid it and I'm not the athlete I was. Doms. That's what you've yep. got, isn't it? Oh, mate. Mm. And today I was pathetic. I was absolutely pathetic in the gym today. Pathetic. Walking around the place like Liam Williams. <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. John Wayne. Yeah. At least he doesn't like wobble when he walks. But I was like in the gym this morning and there's... It's the, the strangest thing happened, mate. Uh, this will have happened to you. But I wasn't doing a lot of weight on the bench press. I was doing lots of reps, five sets, lots of reps, just getting back into it. So I had 110 on the bench press, right, which is not a crazy amount of weight. Close grip, Spe- was it? Yeah, especially when you when you weigh a lot, that is not a lot of weight. Yeah. So I'm like, nice and easy, real slow. I did 60 reps this morning, like nice and easy. So In one go? No, 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 sorry. No, I did six tens. Yeah, and, better. But felt fine. I was like, I don't want anything to hurt. This is good. A guy comes over, about to clear it off. He goes, you can leave those on, mate. You can leave those on. I was like, cool, mate. I'll, li- I'll lift that. I was like, cool. And I don't care what he lifts. If he, could, he does 300, great. I don't care. But he comes over. I'm looking at him thinking, you're unlikely to do a lot of reps on that because you don't look like you've done a lot of weights before, but I could definitely be wrong. So cool, mate. See you later. Anyway, I go over to a different machine. I'm using that. And I, he's directly in my sight of vision, line of vision. So I look and he is doing, he is moving the weight three inches down, four inches down, four inches up, four inches down, four inches up, adds the weight on, goes up to 120, takes it up to 125. He's doing sets of six, uh, and he is he is barely bending his elbows. And so much of me wants to go over and say, mate, I don't care about the numbers. It would be, you'll really help yourself if you take loads of weight off and do it properly. And I was like, nah, not my place. And one of the trainers walked past and I said, would you ever, I've known these people a lot of while, would you ever say anything to that guy? And they're like, no, if it's unsafe, yes. Um, otherwise, no, because he's not paying. So he's not paying for advice. If he wants advice, he can pay for it. Cuban bench. Cuban bench. Yeah. I saw. Shocking, mate. I saw Thomas Young in the gym the other day. Did I tell you this? Oh, yeah. No. A nice little chat with him. Uh, he was on the lap pull machine. Oh, yeah. And he was just finished. I said, do you mind if I jump on? He said, yeah, I've, I've just finished. So i had a little bit more weight on. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> Waiting for him to leave. And I took a load yeah. off. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. I used to go around, like, if you train with the team, you do like leg extensions and leg curls. And just when you finish your last set, you just put it right on the bottom weight and walk off. Yeah. The next person that gets there thinks, <laughs> oof, oof. But I'm in a, um, I'm in a get fitter mode at the moment. Get fitter block. Not as much as Bubs, because... He's got he's got a new diet and everything. Oh God! Yeah, doesn't eat from seven p.m. till nine a.m. <laughs> doesn't like, eat between dinner and breakfast. I was, yeah, like what like most people do. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. sometimes that changes depending on um, if he's hungry. So he had chicken legs half nine on Saturday night, so he couldn't eat then until eleven the next day. He, he just makes. He just. He does know. get really. He gets really hungry when it's dark, doesn't he? He adapts. He adapts to, you know, his lifestyle really. But he's um. He's in a big block. Can at I the say moment. something? He is a big block at the moment. Yeah. And he's looking better. Can I? Can Go I on. say? Can I just say something that some people might not like? What? He's never going to change his body shape. Mm, he's trying. Yeah, but he might. He might make the odd little bit of difference here or there. He, he's not going to change his body shape. I am not going to change my body shape. I would love to. It'd be so much, be so much easier if, like, I was 
15 kilos lighter and three inches taller and my arms were six inches longer. They weren't like crocodile's mm. arms. So I could just go and buy extra or double extra large clothes and they would just fit and I life know. would be easy. He's, he's, he will because he buys stuff from um, certain shops where you give your measurements in and they, they fit, you know, like dad's bods t-shirts. So he... <laughs> <laughs> Old guys rule. <laughs> but I, I can't laugh too much. He is doing really well. So, Yeah, but we're all doing well. But you've got a body shape. Mm. Like, that's like you saying, right, I want a, I want a 21-inch neck. I want to be a power lifter. It's like, well, it's unsustainable to try and achieve that. So you've got a body shape. You can, you can, of course, you can change your body. But it's so difficult to change just how you're meant to be. Like, mm. I look at my kids my older kids and they have got complete they're the same parents got the same parents that stuff they eat the same food they have got completely different body types so it's like that is just fine own it you to a point be healthy and try not to carry too much extra weight and i'm the same as bubs like i need to get a bit off but it's like there is no point in me trying to be like me become i'm trying to think of someone uh johnny hill no that's silly because he's six foot nine or six foot seven Max there Laheef. is no point in me trying to become Max Lahif. I just that will not happen. It will not happen. And if I manage to get there, it would take loads of steroids and loads of work, and it would be unsustainable. I wouldn't like you like that anyway. I like you cuddly. Yeah. I'm no threat, am I? No, but if you know someone gets trapped under a car, then you demand to lift it off. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get you. Yeah. They exactly. said um, there was. Uh, Someone did an interview with uh, Kyle Sinclair the other day, or I read an interview with him, and it said his max bench press was 195 kilos. Now, we all know that bench press is not important, but... It is. I Look, he's achieved way more in rugby than I ever did. He's a much, much better player. He's a nicer bloke. Um, he's got... He's got I, I prefer him to me, probably, right? But I couldn't live with a 195 max... I'd have to go back and round it off. I'd have to find a way to round that off. Mm. Mm -hmm. If you're stuck at 175, there's no point in going for 200. Stick where you are. One nine. That's like getting 99 not out and I'm declaring. I'm like that one, I bet. <laughs> got to make Chase it. it. <laughs> We've got to make it a whole number. What's 195? Yeah. Might as well make it 200. Yeah, I agree, Flance. But an extra couple of weeks, hard graft on the bench, you get there. He'll get there. I'll but tell you what. But there'd have when to you be see a, him, have a word with him, will you? There'd have to be a maximum limit in which you can lift, though, wouldn't there? What do you mean? Like, if you, if you went to 200 and you wanted to get to 205, like, there must be a maximum limit for the human body is what it's able to lift. For each human body, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like it when they do bench in um, competition. And they hook their That's legs around the bottom. Their back is just arched completely. And they have the widest grip possible. Yeah. Short arms like a T-Rex. Down a couple of inches, up a couple of inches. Done. With a bench press suit on as well. You can yep. wear a bench press top as well. Yep. Which arms basically wrapped. does the lowering for you. Arms wrapped up in elastic. Yeah. But then I look at, sometimes we look at like the world's strongest man and some of them have got appalling techniques like of deadlift and, yep. but they get it up. I get it up. But then you've got, powerlifting like that to like the strongman is different because it's just kind of uh wild west in terms of technique mm. some of the guys are really good olympic lifters in their past which is why yeah they're good they've got good technique the rest of the guys are just mutants um but their bodies adapt now you've got but then you've got powerlifting competitions which is when they do the ridiculous contorted technique for bench press and stuff and like sumo deadlift which some people love but just not as far to travel but that's just about, and for me, that just looks, those bench press, that looks ridiculous to me. It's like, mm. but then you've got the bodybuilding bench press, which is flat back, full extension, lower it down, lift it up, so you get the full range of motion through you, which is actually better for strength and all around muscle development and stuff. But if you're trying to win competitions, then fine. But I go to the little local gym and I see people arching their backs and getting their toes up behind them. And like, you're like, bro, like, are you competing? And then... Do you call them pro? I did start, yeah, I did say to, when I'm in the gym, I do. And I did say to one of the guys that worked there, I was like, I can't resist. I've known him long enough. And I said, are oh, you competing, are you? He's like, yeah, yeah, week on Tuesday. Yeah, I've been doing it about five years now. I was like, 
okay, I'm sorry, I was about to take the piss out of your <laughs> technique, but you're actually you're a small bloke and unbelievably strong. Um, so, but this is very boring. People don't care about bench press, except they do. Everybody in rugby cares about bench press. They do. It's not everything. No, but it's, it's the nice only thing. Have, it's nice to have a big one, isn't it? It's the only thing. Yeah, of course it is. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I tell you what I watch, Flats. Um, two episodes in, Slow Horses, season two. Talk to me. Very good. Thoughts. Very good so far. Um, Gary Oldman just mm. makes it. It's amazing what you can, like the other actors and actresses, or they're just actors now, I think they're just actors now, are good, but you need one star in it. You need one amazing actor, and he is He is that. His, yeah. his dialogue is brilliant in it. Whoever writes the script for him, is amazing. Yeah. Um, well, Mick Heron wrote the books. Yeah, there we are, Mick Heron. I'm not quite sure of um, one of the guys who works at, um, what's it called? House. What's the house called they work at? Slough House. Slough House. Um, who's the one who's a bit dippy? Oh, Roddy Ho is actually, yeah, Roddy Ho, the computer geek. No, that not him. That's not the weakest him. character for me. No, nah, the, the, it's the other one, the one who's goes out with... The the black girl in there. Min. Min. Is that his name? Yeah. Min. Yeah. Min Harper. Min Harper. He's just a bit. You're thinking to work for MI5, there has to be a level of intelligence. He just, for me. You're not having it. Just doesn't suit. Just doesn't fit. I think River Cartwright's really good. Yeah. He's a good actor. Um, and. There's also his, I've completely forgotten name. Is it Standish? Yeah, the um, yeah. his PA, yeah. his assistant, whatever. She, I think she's brilliant. I've seen her in loads of stuff. I never know mm. people's real names. Really she's edgy. Like Oldman. She's great. I like her. Um, and yeah, I don't want to reveal too much. Um, don't but, Well, no, but I do. I'm going to do it anyway. But I think right. she's probably a little like um, sort of. Um, too big for her boots no what's guilty pleasure guilty pleasure um, is that what they call it yeah yeah a little mini TV crush of mine but that's okay because if uh, my other half my wife listens to this then she's got a TV crush that she won't admit which is the Essex boy from White Lotus I was going to say is it me who for me you could tell he's not from Essex as soon as he speaks and he's not googled him Warren Hammersmith I thought it might have been me no. Have you seen White Lotus yet? Gave up on it after a couple of episodes. Two or three Series episodes. one or two? Two. Series one was amazing. But oh, right. Okay. Three episodes, I think. I gave up on it. Just 
it's taken ages to unfold and I was thinking where is this going not much you've got stuff to do haven't you at all yeah darts to watch yeah oh two things uh, I want to talk to you about the darts mm. well, but after I've told you that um, tonight we're watching se- episode two of Happy Valley series three yep okay have you watched it nope I got that after um, Slow Horses have you seen the first two series I've forgotten nope oh. gonna watch them all it's really good boy yep it's really good um, I saw loads of people on social media last night saying um, it was an amazing episode. Might have been the last one, season three, maybe. See, Freya's best mate really fancies Sarah Lancashire in it. Okay. And I was like, no, I can see why you'd fancy, I never know people's names. James Norton, is it? The main, is it James Norton? The main guy in it, Happy Valley, most handsome guy ever. Like, I could see that, but Sarah Lancashire, and now as the series go on, I say, yeah, I see your point. I see your point. Um, anyway, that's not the point. It's really good TV. What I wanted to ask you was, could you could you uh, take me to the darts sometime, please? Do you want to... Well, I've booked to go on the 9th. Of what? Feb. 9th of Feb is too soon. I want to go to Ali Pali. I know. need to book it. Well, can we Because after it? I sent you the Michael Smith, Michael Van Gerwen, Nine Data, you loved yep. it, didn't you? Loved it, absolutely loved that. I've watched that so many times. Wayne Mardell. Loved it. The commentary is brilliant. I hate the irony of him shouting that he can't speak. It's like when some people, someone's saying they're speechless. I no, it's 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 something to do with commentary, previous commentary from someone. Oh, right. I can't speak. It's, br- no, it's brilliant, though. I can't speak. It, it was something to do with another commentator. It might have been at the rugby, a real famous commentator, probably someone, maybe an idol of his. It was a, a phrase he used. That's why. Oh, right. Um, it was. That is just amazing. And apart from the whole thing, the actual skill. I like, know. That is just that is just unbelievable skill that isn't it you under pressure you know i do this unloaded show urc yeah on a wednesday i've got gowin price to come on wow yeah i'm just wait he's in bahrain at the moment but i'm waiting i'm just waiting for the old ah, sorry mate can't make it yeah but i hope he does um that's the guy who wore the headphones isn't it um ear defenders sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry he wasn't listening to music. <laughs> um, you'll 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 mention that, won't you? I can trust you to mention that. I don't know, because you know what John Barclay's like. He's so polite. He'll want he'll want he'll want him to be his best mate, won't he? You won't ask him. Yeah. You know he, what JB's like. Disgusting. Toenails, toenails, Barclay. Toenails, studsy. Yeah. All he wants yeah. to do is be best mates with all of the coaches or players that we get on. Ask some really nice questions. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him hugging um, Richard Cockrell, calling him bro the other week. Oh, of course you did. Of course you did. It was awful. Um, so there's chat, by the way, that um, in the papers that Eddie Jones might be on the ITV Six Nations punditry team, um, as would pre- presumably Clive Woodward, who's mm. always on it. They get on, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie Jones called him... I could be getting this wrong exactly, but he called him a very sad man. I feel mm. sad for him because all he's got to do is criticise me in life. Um, it would be great. Um, and it'd be great to watch. I'd, lo- I'd, love to, I'd love to be in the room. Yeah. I won't be in the room. They'd be the, they'd be the be. type of blokes that one of them might be saying something which is clear and absolutely spot on and the other will just disagree with it for the sake of it. Yeah, I I must say, I think Eddie Jones would be very good. I think he'd be good, but it's a, it's kind of a case of having done a few events with Eddie Jones. He's obviously, everyone knows he's bright, he's articulate, he's not afraid of saying what he thinks at any point, which is great um, in terms of entertainment stuff. But there are instances when you get very short answers and actually in that role, you you can't do that. You can, but you become a, quite an awkward guest. So actually mm. what you need to do is basically treat or almost treat every answer like a gift to the presenter so it's like you know the presenter isn't having to think of rapid fire questions all the time yeah. because 
people don't want to hear from presenters. They want to hear from the pundits. So full answers are much more convenient And also for everybody. having the ability to jump in after someone's answer as well to keep the conversation flowing. So it's not just you ask yeah. one question, he answers it, next question, answer it. You keep it as a open conversation. Yeah. Mm. And then when at the end, one of you shakes a hand and you don't let it go. <laughs> Everyone, if you haven't seen it, you've got to look at it on Shanks' Twitter. It is brilliant. I did have to message him uh, yesterday morning and say, look, are you okay if I put this on social? He said, yeah, fine. Good lad. Didn't want him feeling. Taking, no, it's good Taking that. the piss. Yeah, it's good that. Well done. That's good form. Um, Shall we talk about some red cards or lack yeah. of red cards? Um, yeah. Manu Tuolangi's hit. Where do you stand on that? Well, you think the game's gone soft and nothing's a red. No, you so just you just like using me as a puppet to say what you really want to say. That's why that's why behind your back everyone calls you Geppetto. You've always used you've always used me as a finger puppet. Um thumb puppet. <laughs> Love puppet. Finger mouse. Finger mouse. Um Oh Shanks, uh, Shanks, let's be sooty again. Um I the man who thing like Barnsley was ref, wasn't he? And it's like, mate, you're, you're talking about he's going in hard, and Manu's going in hard on um, Tommaso Allen, mm. and Allen is on his knees when he gets hit, and it's like, well, how much lower do you want him? The other side of it is, so Manu has got no time to adjust and get lower there because he's committed, and actually Allen is taking a high ball, so Manu is trying to line up that hit for the landing, and actually he's re- he's bent. He's certainly not going in high, so he's going in for a, re- a legal height tackle. But his arms aren't up is the thing. He's not wrapping and you're a bit like, God, he could have been done for a shoulder charge then, even if Alan had been upright. But because he would have nailed him in the midriff or the hip area, he would have wrapped on the way down. Mm. That's what would have happened. It would have been mad not to. So you have to assume he would have done. So I, in Barnsley, we trust as a rule. Just, he just makes so few errors. It's amazing considering how difficult that job is. But... I feel like that is the right decision. I expect he'll get cited. Um, and I didn't pay a huge amount of attention to it. I watched it on the telly and saw the replays. But if you have 10 more looks at it, you might view things differently. But I feel like that's the right decision. I just thought Manu was on the verge of being out of control at that point. But then had he been rapping, his shoulder still would have whacked him in the head mm. because Alan height dropped in milliseconds. You know, so there is... I mean, you, you've made the point before, like... How can defenders be expected to adjust with that that quickly, that rapidly? They can't. And at this point, Manu could they decide Barnsley decided Manu could not have been expected to adjust that quickly and pull out because he's committed. So right call. Cool. You? Mm, yeah, it is. It's just a timing issue. And I think if you if you're trying to nail that um that take from a player so he lands and you and you hit him instantly you've got to be so careful now those days are gone you know i think you have to respect the person in the air a little bit more they might get off the ground they might not get off the ground they might stay in the air a little bit longer there's a lot of uh, differences a lot of things that can happen in the air and that is the ultimate isn't it that's the ultimate shot is someone takes a kick lands and you nail them because they're off balance they can't brace themselves but if something happens like it did to Tomas, is he is he back to Tommy Allen now? He's in yeah, the he is, yeah. yeah, Tommy yeah. Allen. Then you run the risk of what we saw. So yeah. Um and let's talk about Owen Farrell's jobby. Mm-hmm. Um I went first on the last one, you go first on this one. It's the right type of tackle. Uh, who's carrying the ball, Flats? Jack me. Clement. Jack Clement. That's lost a back rower, yeah. It's the right kind of tackle to take someone like that down because you go too low. Um, you are going to get knees, elbows, and you're probably going to get bounced. So you have to target the ball, but he's just targeted it too high. And it was a red card. He's got his time on. He, he has dipped, but he hasn't dipped low enough. Um, and he's gone too high. And when you go high like that now, might happen, might not happen, of um, connection with head. But when it does happen, it is automatically a red card. Yeah, uh, I think 
I think you got to you put yourself in George Skivington's shoes here. You're watching your side. You know, Saracens were meant to win this game relatively comfortably, mm. right? Because they had a gun team out and Gloucester had loads of injuries and Val Rapava Ruskin was mega in the first half, went off at half time, looked like a back spasm or something, but it just melted. It melted the Sarri scrum and things were going well. And then Farrell not only doesn't get a card, he also kicks the winning drop goal, having yeah. missed a load of kicks. You know, it is just brutal and it's the rich get richer type thing. And it's, I, I felt like Carl Dixon, the ref and the TMOs, they all basically got, it was cross wires and miscommunication. And I'm not sure that, I think it, I think Austin Healy said to me on Saturday that, it was Friday night, wasn't it, the game? And Austin had called for... I think it was Austin had called for the replay. The TMO had not called for the replay. So it's obvious to us at home what incident they're talking about. But the TMO hadn't seen it, which happens all the time. You just can't see everything. It's, it's too many variables. So the TMO didn't quite realise what incident anyone was talking about. I think it was something along those lines. And it was like, had they had they realised, because uh, we're, we're at home, we're thinking, you're looking at it, mate. It's on the screen. That's a replay that Austin's called for, not the TMO's called for. But TMO can still see the pictures on the screen. TMO's can see the pictures, but then because the TMO hadn't seen this happen, I think the TMO, I think, wrongly presumed it was miles ago. It was ages ago. Okay. So, uh, But anyway, I think you can go all the way back for foul play. Go back as far as you want, I think. So... All this stuff, I think it was just miscommunication which ended up being an absolute bonus for Saris and Owen Farrell and an absolute killer for Gloucester who, you know, I don't really buy into the whole deserve thing, but they certainly didn't deserve to lose the game to a drop goal from someone who definitely should have been off the field. Um, and I get cited. He will get cited. And he'll I'll, get cited he and he'll start. probably miss the start of the Six yeah. Nations. Yeah. yeah, I think that as well. Did you see the um, Lapetti Tamani one from Cardiff? No. Um, Scarlet's, that was a bad one. Um, was it? Dame, uh, not Dame Blacker, Joe Roberts, young player, looked really good, uh, centre for Scarlet's. He's sort of stepping back inside, he's low, and he's running low, and Tamani just shoulder right in the head. Yeah. And when I saw it on replay, didn't see it initially, because the ball was offloaded, and from the angle you are, you, you don't see every collision you know exactly where contact is made, but when we all watched it back, it was like that. Oh, yeah. it was one of them. But he got a yellow card um, because it was deemed that there was a significant change in height. But I thought he was low all the way going into the tackle. And then another one was Steph Thomas prop upright. Thomas Young runs into him. He's upright. Thomas Young is the carrier upright, head on head. And I think because Tamani's was not given as a red, I don't think the ref wanted to give that one as a red either. So it was another yellow. So it was two instances yeah. in that game. Which, th th I mean, this is why we're getting all massive issues and complaints and people unhappy about uh, rugby and, and the cards. Because it's not it's not the same every week. You know, you, there's similar... The Scarlets had um, Tomas uh, Lozana. He was red carded for a tackle against the Ospreys in the first on Boxing Day, or the day before Boxing Day, one of those. Mm. And that wasn't as bad as the two other yellow cars we saw the weekend. So it's it's the level of consistency which we still haven't got right, and it is subjective because what I think is a red tackle uh, is a red card. Someone else will think is a yellow card vice versa so but it, it does need to get better and I don't know whether I know I'm speaking probably a bit on the refs on the URC rather than what's going on in the Gallagher but certainly in the league I'm covering it's not good enough yeah well it, I wonder if it's never going to be completely consistent we've discussed that before it can't be really but too many variables and human nature and that sort of stuff. But it's, I, I do wonder if we're starting to see the needle come back a little bit from red card after red card, a little bit like when 
Barnsley had a look at the Manu Tuolangi and Tommy Allen thing at the weekend at the stoop, you see Barnsley have a look at it and he's like, oh yeah, his knee's on the ground. Yeah, okay, right, move on. Rugby incident. And you're like, wow, that is that feels unusual now. And mm. it's not glib. Barnsley is not glib. He's not dismissive. He's safety first. He doesn't want someone to get clocked in the head, especially by Manu moving at speed. But these things do happen every now and again. And you have to be able to admit that these things happen. Every, you have to be able to allow it a bit or suddenly it's not rugby anymore. So actually, I wonder if it's coming back a little bit and there's a little bit more... Rugby incidents. Rugby common sense, rugby incident stuff mm. just being Hope blended so. back in. And I think that's good. I think the, the Owen Farrell thing is just an oversight. It's a communication oversight with the officiating team that is really unfortunate for Gloucester. It just really is. Um, it's horrible for them. But... I think there will be a ban coming. I looked at it first a few times and I thought I, the first millisecond of contact is below the jaw and it rides up. But actually what you've got is a player who with, with history of hitting, of you know, hitting high, not or doesn't do it that much, but he had a horrible one against Atkinson last season, wasn't it? Mm. Or the season before that was horrible. Like that was actually a really bad one. And Esther Hazen, remember that one? South Africa, England. Yeah. So he's, there, there's, so there's some, but there'd, there'd been a couple of bad ones in there. Um, but also, because there'd been a couple of bad ones, every borderline one he makes, people go mad about. So it's 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 one of them, like. But the more I looked at it, I thought, you've, he's got to get a red, he, posthumously, he's got to get a ban. Um, and as a, you know, we'd like him to be playing for England, wouldn't we? Because we want the best players playing. But I think it would be pretty surprising if he's available on February the 4th when England plays Scotland that would be pretty surprising and to that end you've then got Marcus Smith isn't back yet he's coming back this weekend apparently George Ford isn't back yet so suddenly you've gone from are they going to go Smith and Farrell again at 10-12 to is there a senior 10 ready to play yeah that's good mm. interesting yeah well we'll find out the next couple of days I think with especially with Farrell with the sighting and how long he's yeah. going to be banned for. There will be a ban. There's no doubt about it. Oh, there will be, yeah. Yeah, yeah there will be. It's just how um, Man who's been sighted as well, hasn't he? So that yep. could come back and we could all be proved wrong and he gets six weeks, you know? Yeah, I mean, Man who's one isn't as bad as Farrell's one because that's more of a timing issue and there's, you know, Tomas, Tommy Allen's affected by another player and that's why yeah. he doesn't take the ball cleanly and sort of falls into the tackle. He's yeah. put off balance, so... Yeah, um, we're not going to go through all the rugby games. What I do want to mention is a couple of players from Glasgow Warriors. Glasgow had a good win over Stormers. And URC Thriller. Hugh Jones. Yeah, he's back. Looked really good, mate. Looked really good, as does Tupeloto in the centre. Like, I still reckon Chris Harris will start. Don't, he might start because of... What you get with him, low error count, really good defensively. But Tuipilotto, I think, will definitely start for Scotland. Right. He's really good. Um, there's issues with 10s at the moment. Ben Healy might start, Munster guy, who's coming across to Scotland now, Scotland yeah. mother or grandparent. So I think he's signed for Edinburgh. He may start at 10. John Cooney may be his halfback partner at nine. Imagine that. Imagine that, boy. Uh, so, yeah, they were good at the weekend. Um, Ospreys, really good. Uh, even though they lost against Leinster, they pushed them all away. Scrum was really good. Powerful, dominated. Kieran Williams, excellent at 12. Hit some really nice angles. If you want gain line, he is the man. There's no better running 12, I don't think, in Welsh rugby at the moment. So, he was good. And that's probably all the rugby I've seen so far. Well, Ulster losing to Benetton, I thought. Yeah, was... I, I, we called it. We called it. Did you? Yeah, we called oh, it on the show worry. last week. Just thought, Benetton, real tough place to go and play. Loads of teams have come and stuck there. They're yeah. brilliant at home. You know, the, the pitch is a lot heavier than other pitches. Um, they, they play the conditions a lot better. They're, they're not overly exciting, but they're sort of based... On a, a great set piece, good line out, good scrum, and then you've got players like Rhino Smith who just lights it up yep. from behind. Um, and Bennett, you cannot take Benetton lightly at all anymore. 
You know, it right. it sometimes switches in between whether it's Benetton, whether it's Zebra, who are the weakest of the Italian teams. And Benetton didn't win a game for ages, I don't think, yeah. a couple of years ago. They're back now, and they are a real difficult team to beat away from home. And Ulster struggling at the moment for form, struggling for carriers. Um, so a bit of work to be done there, I think, in terms of galvanising the squad again and trying to build a bit of confidence. Yeah. But Stevie Ferris on Wednesday, I'm I'm going for him, mate. I'm going, have him he, he once said to me, how do you get up for watching Welsh rugby? You know, how do you get up for watching the Welsh <laughs> games in the URC? Oh. Um, going to town with him, mate. Well, you'll have him, boy, wouldn't you? Well, he's lost a little bit of weight. He was looking a bit fragile when I last saw him. So, Oh, he hasn't lost weight in a good way. He's just been out of the gym, has he? Ill. A bit of flu. So oh, right now, in the octagon, I'd back myself. No. I would. You I'd, played against him. Yeah, but... He's I'd, a freak. I'd go for whatever hair he's got left. He's a freak. Um... Yeah, when he retired, he was he was quite quickly like there were pictures of him like on the rower and looking stacked, and I was like, mate, I hope that lasts. I hope that lasts because it's it's not easy to take that into your forties, mate. Cherish it, mate. Cherish it. Yeah, long gone for me. It was never quite there. Um, Anything up, you want to touch? Well, up at uh, well, by the way, wise. there's chat that um, Andre Esterhazen's leaving Quinns. He's con- he's contracted for until 2025, but there's chat that he's leaving to go to. Uh, I think it said Lyon, but go to France. You know, so it's it's that premiership thing where clubs just need money and they're paying guys a lot of money. So, you know, if you think about... He's that's vital, a massive loss. He? Oh, he's, he's arguably their most vital player. I know you want to make money, but you also want to win games. And Yeah, yeah. It's that and balance. Jordan Turner-Hall, too long retired now, mate, to bring him back. But it, you suddenly you're thinking, hmm, I mean, they've got some brilliant centres at, you know, Northmore's a big bloke. He could play 12. They've got some really good centres there, but there ain't no one like Esther Hazen. And even if you watch Manu at this season, you know, this season, last season, Esther Hazen is significantly more influential in the Gallagher Prem. Like it's his just, passing game, which is underrated as well. And yeah. Like, it's not just his carrying game. It is his distribution as well. Mm. Yeah. Tell, good, uh, yeah. Another yeah. bit of news flash, just before we move on to Gallagher, is a lot of chat about Alex King coming to... Wales as attack coach. A bit of yeah. talk about Paul Gustard. Oh yeah, maybe coming in as well. He's so, good bloke, mate. Yeah, and they're also just talking about good boys. They are John Thomas coming in. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I'd love it Break if he got a gig. Well, all three of them, but good who blokes, knows? There's like. also there's also other players um, being thrown out there. Steve Tandy. They're still talking about him. Um, yeah, Mark Jones um, loves throwing his name into that. Into the hat as well, as does Sean Holly. So, we don't know. It's funny that, because um, last weekend I had a mate over and I just thought of Kingy. I don't know why I thought of Kingy. And I th- I said, what's Alex King up to now? And my mate said, well, I don't know, but I got told the other day that he's thinking about getting out of rugby altogether and training to be an, I- an IFA. I was like, oh, right. And then the next day, well, two days later, I hear this. Hmm. He's a bloody Wales coach. Mm. Gats is getting him in. There's issues with finances, isn't there, in Welsh rugby? So maybe he's coming in to do a double job. <laughs> yeah, exactly, 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 mate. Where does where does Steve Tandy get his electronics, his accessories? That's a good point. I don't know where. I don't know where he would go to get his electronics and to get his Walkman fixed. Probably the um, s- yeah same. That's place, interesting. Same Paul place Alan Partridge would. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you called the Benetton win. Uh, I tried to catch um, Topsy out on camera the other day and before kickoff, Newcastle, Leicester up at Kingston Park. And I said, who's going to win? And he just straight away said, Newcastle. I was like, all right, you know, studsy. He was right. Um, Newcastle, really, really good. Leicester looked miles off, to be fair. Um, well, not miles off. They didn't look very organised. Leaking points. They've leaked 85 points in the last two games. Um, so... Newcastle actually have beaten, who have they beaten? They've beaten Chiefs, they've beaten Sale, they've beaten Leicester at home. Proper job, really good, really good attacking team, really good pack of forwards. Um, enjoy watching them. And they've got Carreras, who's a joke, Radwan, who's joke quick. Mm. They've got Tom Penny at fullback, who had a brilliant game, really, really sharp. 
Uh, Brett Connors playing really nicely at 10. They look really good, fella. And they're a difficult team to go and beat. And I dare say they don't spend the money that other teams spend. It's an interesting one because there's they yeah. get they're quite open on well Newcastle fans and then uh, Smithy does the sort of runs the media stuff up there. He will say, "Look, here are the here are the facts. This is how many times the cameras come to the TV. TV comes to Newcastle versus other clubs. You look at it and you're like, that is not great. That is not great. So." We like going up to Newcastle. It's always a good day, and we got to stay over and have a, have a curry and a couple of pints on Saturday night. It was nice. Um, Lads. But it, they are good entertainment, and they're beating teams up there. So, you know, I'm ve- I'm, I'd be very happy to go back next week, to be honest. They're playing spot. Cardiff on Sunday in the Challenge Cup. I wonder what team they're going to put out, because at home, when Cardiff played them in Newcastle, they're, they're the second team up, basically. There was a couple of players that, you know, you'd... you'd class as first team but the rest were sort of fringe players so and they lost that heavily I'm not sure what they're going to do yeah. this this weekend now because you'd say they're probably out of qualifying now it might be a little bit too late so who knows well it's like when a couple of years ago or a few years ago when Newcastle finished fourth in the Prem and they got to the semi-finals and all that it was this great season but that then qualified them for the top tier, the, the Champions Cup, right? And that was almost the worst thing that could have happened to them because, yes, you get a couple of big games at home and you can sell some tickets, but you've got to keep flogging the same players. And they got relegated the season after they finished fourth. And it's not solely because they were in Europe, the big Europe, but but that didn't help. Like What, they don't, what you don't need when you, your squad's getting flogged anyway, you don't need... Claremont away. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like it's. I all these teams are desperate to get into Europe. And I understand why, but I remember we we'll probably said this before on the pod. I remember a few years ago when Bath like qualified for the top six or whatever it was with the last kick of the season, last kick of the last game, and it's like yes, we're in the Champions Cup. And I'm looking at it thinking that's great, but you've really, really battled to get to sixth in the Prem. And now you're playing all these big dogs as well next season. There's no rotating in those. You've got yeah, but you can every- find form, can't you? That, that's the biggest, that's the difference is that you go through periods where you're not quite performing, but you've got to back yourself, I think, to, you know, because it, most teams on their day can run um, some of the, the Europe's best. Mm. Um, you know, not always are you going to be lacking form. You know, so... Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. I suppose it was a few years at that point of Bath having not been in great form. So it was like, are they suddenly transformed? You'd say no. This is that was just one incident, what one example. But Newcastle as well. It's like they what they didn't need after finishing fourth in the Prem was Champions Cup. I mean, watching the games, they just got busted in those games, you know. So and then you've got lads injured, you've got lads knackered, and it's not like you know this perennial argument. It's not like playing not being centrally contracted in Ireland or Wales or whatever, you don't get a week off before you play Toulouse. You go Toulouse, then you go, you know, Munster, and then you're straight to Welford Road and you're straight to Franklin's Gardens and there's no mucking about. You play every week. So, I don't know. It's I think it's difficult for a lot of English sides to, you know, go to war that often, frankly. Mm. Um, any other fixtures stand out? Uh, what stood out, Tom? Um Let's have a look. Sale, really impressive um, against Harlequins. Geez, they, they've got George Ford to come back as well. They're a good team, proper good team. Sam James, class at 13. Real good variation on a standard move that happens as well. You know, from put they put it behind Manu to Alangi, but it normally goes back to your 10, but it didn't. It went across 10 to the winger. Um, just baffled defence. Yep. Did you see that? I can't yep. remember who scored it, but it was just, I, I looked at it and thought, yeah, that's that's adapting. That's um, that's good. You know, so you've got two threats then that the 13 has to try and um, try and pick out, has to guess, basically. And they liked it. And Mike Forshaw, the defence coach from Sale Sharks, did one of those in-match interviews with the coaches. Um, I always think they're quite hard on the commentators, those, because it's like, what do you talk about? But, um Talking to Nick Evans was easy because he'd just been made England attack coach, which is very exciting. Um, everyone should be quite excited about that, I think. Um, but he actually said, we spotted something that Joe Marchant does in defence. Mm. He likes to be aggressive and come up, whatever it was. 
So we we targeted that, and that's how we scored. And you're like, that is lovely honesty. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. It's like even Joe Marchant, who makes very few mistakes, even he makes mistakes. Um, so that was that was nicely done. Um, and Bristol well beaten at London Irish. Bit not a great game really, but geez, Bristol have got some players, mate. Like to be bottom of the table, you know, when you've got Sammy Randrandra, Yoan Lloyd. Gabs Ibutoyi, Yamaginti, who was at sale last season, Genge, Sinclair, Vui, Lua Tua, Magnus Bradbury. You know, like, you've got Callum Sheedy on the bench, like Joe Joyce on the bench. You've got proper team. And they're bottom of the league, and almost bottom of the league, and then some. Mm. Like, they really, really... It's since they lost, not that this was necessarily the trigger, since they lost that semi-final after being 28-0 up against Quinns a couple of seasons ago, they have never looked the same. It's easy to say that, but their attack has never quite flown. Yeah. They've never quite held defenders. They've never quite managed to be on the front foot and actually terrify defensive lines, despite all the players they've got. It just hasn't quite worked. So I'm not quite sure. It's probably a longer... You'd Ideally, you'd watch five games, I'd watch five games, and we'd come up with a miracle cure, but who's got time to do that? I mean, I mean, we mate. should do it, really. Got slow horses um, to watch. Yeah, exactly, fella. And I got I got Nappy Valley. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Okay, boy. Look, I think we're getting there, aren't we? Wrap up. Yeah, fifty-five minutes. That's all right, actually. Yeah, for us. that's a good workout for whoever's listening. I reckon. Chuck in a couple of ad breaks as well. You're getting you're getting five hundred calories out of that, guys. So you're welcome. Um. You know, oh, you might not, you might not. Alex Gregory, the former GB, Team GB Olympic rower, lovely, lovely man. He started this new thing. He hasn't asked me to say anything. We don't really know each other, but I've seen it on Instagram. He started this new thing. And I think the idea of it is he goes on trips. He's like this super handsome, intelligent guy, which is annoying. But um, luckily he's married, so he's off the market. But he goes around, um, I forget where he was the other day, Lisbon or somewhere. But he basically gives you like a cultural tour of different interesting places around the world, right? Or around Europe or whatever. like Almost like traveler's guide. And the idea is you row while you listen to it. So it's like these are videos designed to be watched and listened to while you're rowing. You don't have to row, but it yeah. gives you the session, talks about the rowing because he's obviously a jet, a gun rower, um, won the Olympics and all that. And then he moves on to this other stuff. Like That is an interesting little mm. package, that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good for you, Rowan. But as we all know, it's pretty tough. Do you? So I know you sent me a picture the other day. I'm I'm doing buy-ins and buy-outs at the moment mm. at the gym. Mm. Fifty cow buy-in, fifty cow buy-out. But then I'm doing thirty cows in the middle as a punishment for being fat. Because Ollie, my personal trainer, he's not my personal trainer. He's a bloke with a square head who's got a gym up the road. But he says because you're so fat, you've got to do thirty in the middle as well. Because you had such a good Christmas. Yeah, I'd be doing a couple of buy-in and buy-outs. Yeah. Yeah. Just on the bike. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Mm. I don't know. What are you doing this afternoon, boy? Uh, I'm in work. Got a few things to sort out. We've got a trip to breathe we're doing. Um, we've got an event with Newport Bus. There's, we, I've got the locker room to sort. Yeah. Loads of stuff going on. I've got 470 for England and Ireland. Oh, my God. Near enough. That's the massive. Marquee. So, yeah. Well, darts tickets are on you then. Well done. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well done, boy. I've got to go and pick up a chair from my ex-wife's house, even though I don't really want it. She wants rid of it. Mm. And it's been decided that there must be something I can do with it, so I've got to go and get it anyway. You're like man in the van, aren't you? Man in a Land Rover. Around Bath. Yeah. <laughs> Hire me out. Should have like a you should deal in antiques, just have a little warehouse. Yeah. Pick up like an old chest of drawers, a dresser. I'm well I'm gonna get a mirror after that and then I'm gonna go and got an antique dresser oh, tomorrow. God. I'm doing it, I'm doing it. I'm that guy. Every Facebook d- marketplace, mate. Every day's every day's a weekend. Hey, well Facebook Marketplace, mate, as you know, is a great place for people to date. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten the system. As if I've forgotten it. Well, Never tell me I've forgotten it. You click on wedding dresses because yeah, you know you're gonna. The only reason people are selling their wedding dresses is because they're getting divorced or they split up. 
Yeah. Um, filtering on location. Yeah. And then all you've got to do is filter in on size. Depending what you like. Yep. So. Which for me is six to 66. Untapped. <laughs> Not age, that was size. <laughs> God, that's inappropriate. Can you cut that bit out? I thought as soon as I said 60, 66, you were going to say something inappropriate. So I got in there first and now I've made it even worse. Do I have to cut it because I can't be bothered? No, don't. Nah, that's fine. No, it was an accident. So everyone shut up. Yeah, slip of the tongue. Right, bye everyone. What got you in trouble in the first place? Right, bye, so bye everyone. Shut up, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.